doing that, I was face to face with it. It was holding me by my throat. And it felt like it was sucking something out of me. I probably should have been more scared than I was when I witnessed the exorcism. I turned and looked on my right side. When I did, there's, there's a beam on the side of the tree, a large beam. It's looking at me and I'm looking at it. After I hit the lock button and looked back up, I saw red eyes staring back at me. That they're going to show multiple gods all over the earth, be able to speak in people's languages. And at that point, it kind of converged into this one entity, which will be revealed as extraterrestrial. You'll realize that aliens are the gods of old. And at that point, it'll like religion out of the context of humanity. No, it couldn't have been a person. I know that. I know that people can't run through the woods like that. So this thing comes into view, and I see it. It's 50 yards away from me. It's walking. It's walking on two legs. It's huge. This is a big, hairy-looking being. with you this has been a pretty rough week for yours truly back on friday i lost my mom and although she'd been battling dementia for the past few years uh, thankfully she did pass quietly in her sleep to whatever extent she understood of me having this podcast she was very much supportive she was a wonderful woman and will be missed terribly And then to follow that up uh, just two days later by testing positive for COVID. Um, So yeah, I am recording this while steeped in the wonderful symptoms of COVID. Thank you to all the well-wishers out there and those of you who have extended your condolences. I appreciate it more than you know. Also, thank you to all of you for making the Manscaped trial a success. Manscaped has committed to extending their support of Uncomfortable. So thank you. Thank you so much for your support. If you've got an uncomfortable experience you'd like to have featured on the show, please get a hold of me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both at UncomfortablePodcast65. And most importantly, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you can. This only helps in getting us out in front of more people. And the more people listening means more great guests coming forward with their experiences to share with you, the listener. Now, let's get on to tonight's show. Tonight, from the lower reaches of the state of Indiana, right above the Kentucky state line, tonight's guest, Jacob, is going to 
talk us through some of the, th- the things that he has seen and been around, which would most likely point to being in the area of Bigfoot in southern Indiana. So if you would, please give a warm, uncomfortable welcome to Jacob. Jacob, welcome to Uncomfortable. What's going on, Eric? How are you, sir? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I guess I'll uh, just start out when when I did a lot of bow hunting and uh, deer hunting in high school. We uh, I hunted this one little section of woods. My buddy's dad would let me hunt in his stand. You know, our parents would let us skip school and stuff. And I'd go hunt. And uh, there was this old skitter trail where they uh, used to, where they logged it back in the early 80s when I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd get there before the sun come up, about 530. And I'd mosey my way up that skitter trail. And it goes up a hill. It's pretty steep. And there would be, I'd hear this noise it'd be on the ground like right to my right and it, i always thought they were coyotes like doing contact calls to each other what's a what's a contact call well i just i just i kind of just made that up in my head i guess but oh, okay. just like where they're just like how they're just communicating with each other or something letting somebody you. know they're you. coming okay yeah but and it was just a just a weird noise and it'd be pretty loud like it would only be maybe 10, 15 feet away. And it kind of went like a, Oh, just, and I did do some research to it. I did find that the barred owls do make a similar sound like that when they're courting each other. And I have heard it since then out at the lakes and stuff fishing, but you can, this was something different for sure, but I would hear it to my right. And then I'd hear another one a good little distance up ahead of me on my left as I'm walking up through the woods. No, let me ask, let me ask you is, is, you know, the, the sound that you just made is, is that about the, is that about how loud that was or. Uh, no, it's, it's really, it's really loud, really loud. Yeah. Compared to the actual barred owls that I've experienced down by the lakes and down in the creeks we fish for bait at, I ran into them several times right at right at dusk. They'll start making their calls and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's way louder. Okay. Um, but there would be several of them all the way up through there. Probably, I don't know. I'd probably hear it five or six times, maybe a little more. I, I can't remember. It's been a long time ago, but they'd be, you know, one on the right side, one on the left side, one on the right side, one on the left side, all the way up till I got up to the four wheeler trail to where I cut over to getting my buddy's dad's stand. And it was, I don't know. It was pretty unnerving, you know, being a teenager, all I had was a bow. So I was a little freaked out by that. Yeah. I could never explain what that, you know, what was going on there. But anyway, did it sound natural or did no. it sound forced? No, it's just, 
I don't know. It's just you. It's so loud. It just never would think that it would be an owl. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It was just really bizarre. I mean, just, you know, give you goosebumps all over you. You know, cause I mean, I'd hunted several other places and never heard that before. Well, I had, and, I had an experience in the Huron Manistee, uh, forest and, uh, I was on a, uh, I believe it was a Labor Day kayak trip and we heard three owls. Well, it, I mean, but they didn't sound like an owl. <laughs> it was, right. you know, 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. It was, it was not multiple, um, not multiple sounds from, from each individual. It was just one long, almost like a car, you know, it was, and you know, they kept saying it was an owl, but it didn't sound like it. It didn't sound, it sounded like, sounded like a person trying to sound like do a poor imitation of an owl. Right, and we had three of them, and they kept going in the same pattern. One would be across the river, one would down be way down behind us, and the other one was up further ahead of us, and it just kept going in the same cycle. Every time you'd hear it, it would be the one across the river, then the back one, then the front one. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah, it was unnerving, and there was a lot of weird shit happened that night too. Yeah. Loud, loud splashes in the water, in the river, like large rocks or large something being thrown into the water, big splooshes, um, yep. you know, at one thirty in the morning. Now, I mean, you know, fish jumping, getting bugs off the top of the water, possibly. Um, but that river was pretty high and it was running pretty good. It was making a decent amount of noise. And yeah. these, these splooshes were considerably louder than just the ambient sound of the water running. Um, I don't know. It was, that was a weird night. Yeah, that's, that's something. But, uh, but, yeah, I just I always thought they were coyotes growing up. Never thought anything more of it until I've got gotten a lot older here and experienced other things. But, you know, I was, you know, scared to death. All I had was a bow and... You know, if you had a whole bunch of coyotes come run up on you, I mean, what are you going to do with a bow? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not really a common thing, I wouldn't think. But anyways, I, I got onto the to the tree stand, got up in it. You know, I was nervous wreck because I thought there was coyotes all around me. But, you know, nothing really, never hurt it anymore after I got off the skitter trail and got up in the, the stand. And I just sat there in the dark, you know, and I could hear the school buses and everybody going to work, going by the road, wasn't too far back behind me down over the, the holler there. And once that all kind of cleared up, you know, I'm still sitting there and stuff. And just really wasn't much going on out there. It's like, you know, there's usually squirrels and stuff everywhere. I mean, it wasn't like dead silent, like, a lot of people say, but yeah. from what I remember, there just wasn't nothing going on out there. There's usually turkeys out there in the, the cornfield out in front of the woods there. There was probably about, I don't know, probably 50 yards or so worth of woods straight in front of me. And then it just went into a cornfield and there'd always be big gobblers out there gobbling and stuff, but there wasn't nothing going on. And, 
you know, after all the traffic and school bus and stuff kind of calmed down, I've been sitting there for a while. It's like, man, I ain't never going to see a deer. Didn't understand. You know, there was deer everywhere up there usually. And down over, if you kept following the four-wheeler trail past the tree stand I was in, it kind of goes down in a ravine and there's big briar bushes and stuff down there. And I'm just sitting there, just sitting still, just waiting for a deer and just out of nowhere, just something goes, just, and I mean, you know, I about, you know, pissed myself. I just like, didn't know what the hell that was. And can you gauge, can you gauge <laughs> like a, a distance? How far away was it from you? Oh, it was probably within 30 or 40 yards or so. I mean, it was really close. I mean, it was really loud too. Really, really loud. And, you know, I was a teenager and I was just like froze. <laughs> I'd never heard anything like that before. Uh, it was extremely bizarre. <laughs> was did, did it remind you of anything? I mean, what do you guys have as far as uh, wildlife down in in southern Indiana? Well, we don't have monkeys. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so that's that's what, right where your mind went was to what 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 it reminded me of was uh, I can't think of what they're called like howler monkeys. Okay. Uh, you know, they, they let out them long howls, but then they'll do that. And, but I mean, it would have had to have been as big as a rhinoceros <laughs> as loud as it was. Really? But yeah, it was, and I, I never did see nothing, never got no movement. And I end up, I sat there for several hours after that just scared to death. You know, I had a, an arrow in there and I, I was ready to go, you know, <laughs> something come out, never did see nothing. And where was your, where was your mind at during this? I mean, what, what was going through your mind? What were you thinking it could be? Well, where my mind was at, you know, I, I didn't tell you nothing about this, but I think the summer before or before it got to earlier in the summer, before it got to hunting season, I had seen a, a big black cat and I was with my mom driving down the road and I couldn't get her attention to look at it for nothing. We just drove right on past it, but it was a huge cat. Really? Just jet black. Yeah. And it was, go it was actually just right back behind my property here. When I first started talking to you, when I was back here brush hogging, <laughs> there's a, the big power lines run through there and the big, the big tall metal ones. And uh, it was walking through the weeds through there with its tail up in the air, just like a house cat, you know, just kind of flipping it back and forth. And he's yeah. just walking right on through there. And that's, that's the first thing that come to my mind, which I know there ain't no cats out there that make noises like that, but, that, that, that's the first thing that come to my mind. <laughs> Do you guys have any history of having cats down in that, uh, that part of the state? I mean, I know, yeah. you know, a lot of, yeah. a lot of States have, you know, the DNR won't recognize that, but you know, people are still, they're seeing stuff and, you know, they're considered to be one offs or, you know, 
Yeah, we got bobcats. They're not very big. I've, there's several people I've seen local that I went to school with and stuff. It's got them on their trail cams. It's small little bobcats. Yeah. And there's one guy over here. He had got a, a medium size, you know, probably like a 40 or 50 pound. Well, it may have been bigger than that. Hell, it wasn't real big. It was just a, a mountain lion, just a, the tan brown one on a trail cam. But, you know, they're not around here. But, uh, but nothing like a is, jaguar or a, a panther or anything. No, no but uh, there is, you know, it's uh, a rumor here. It's it's peaking where I live. You know, it's called the peaking panther. You know, there's been many of people seen it. My wife's grandmother has seen it. My neighbor next to me, he's seen one. So when you're when ago. you're talking when you're talking a large cat, you're talking a full size predator. Very, yes, very very big. When I was on that other podcast, I told him it was it was like seeing a lion at the circus, but it was just black. Yeah, like a full grown lion. Yeah. Wow. I took the kid. I took the kids to the circus once, and then big cats give me anxiety so bad I I won't take them back. Because because of, <laughs> because of seeing that one. I don't know, but I don't. Maybe so, but yeah, they're they're just they scare me to death. I can't I can't sit in bleachers and have just a big giant cat <laughs> sitting on a bench while some lady whips it with a <laughs> whip thing trying to make it roar. It yeah, it's a little too much for me. Yeah, it's, that's just, that's what, that's the first thing that come to my mind. I mean, now that I'm older, I just, I really don't think that's what it was. But, I mean, who's to say? And, and that noise again, make the noise again? It was like a, just a, it started out like lower and then it went up higher, but real guttural deep just went like and Hmm. i mean it i was frozen still you know probably my eyes were probably big as golf balls (laughs) you you think you know i mean to me my mind goes to um something trying to express its uh its unhappiness with something being in its area yeah, uh, maybe so. I mean, I was completely camoed out with the the leafy suit. It wasn't a ghillie suit. It was just a, a leaf suit that I always wore from, you know, head to all you'd see is my boots and, like, my eyes and my nose. Yeah. That's about all you're going to see of me. But uh, that's why whenever I went back that day and I told my buddy, my buddy's dad, I was, you know, telling him that. And he said, well, there's a donkey up on the hill up there. I was like, man, that wasn't no donkey. Yeah. <laughs> my wife, my wife's grandfather, he had mules and horses and stuff. And yeah. Been around him a long time. It, it wasn't a donkey. <laughs> wow. So this but, was a piece of property that you grew up at, or is this the pr- piece of property that you're still uh, very close to? Yeah. I'm, I still, I, it's probably, I don't know, a mile down the road from my house where I live now, and it's just probably a mile and a half or so up from my mom and dad's. So you've been around it since you were a young man. 
yeah, yeah, we rode four wheelers in there all the time, and we ginseng hunted in there, and uh, we just did all kinds of stuff back here. When we we had big mud holes back here, yeah. But you know, that's that's the only experience I ever had in them woods. So throughout you know, the years I, of being around that area, have you heard? You know, I know you said you've heard other people talk about seeing the the big cat, but um, were there ever any kind of uh, rumors or anything floating around about hairy men or uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatch or anything? Uh, not when I was younger. No, I was. It, it, I've talked to a few people nowadays, and there seems to be a, a lot bigger interest in it around here. Uh, and uh, like, I mean, how how do you quantify that? What what do you mean? There's there's a much bigger interest around there. More people talking about it, or yeah, usually kind of when you know I kind of bring it up a little bit. Sometimes you can tell somebody's you know maybe experienced something, or they just believe in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, usually if they kind of go the other way, like, uh, you're probably crazy, you know, just drop it. Yeah. But that's that's about all that's happened there. And, it, you know, I never did think, you know, Sasquatch or nothing back then. I just had no idea. It always, and, it always stayed with you, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can still just hear that in my head like whenever i was telling you about it i was like i can hear it but i can't make it sound the same <laughs> yeah but but yeah it was it was pretty unnerving experience and you know and years went by and you know never i still hunted a lot and i hunted another place you know down the road to the other direction and you know i you always hear like them big stick breaks and stuff like that when you're deer hunting. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know, it would have to be a good size stick. And, you know, I never really thought nothing of it. Just be like, man, where's that deer? You know, where's he coming at? And as I've gotten older too, it's just like, there ain't no way a deer is stepping on a stick that big, making that loud snap. Right. And then you don't, you don't ever hear nothing again, which I don't know. I'm like, I don't really think I've ever heard very many wood knocks when I was back here hunting. It was just always them snapping sticks, which, I mean, it could have been anything. But, I don't know, just kind of weird looking back on it. But then I, you know, ended up getting out of hunting, you know, for certain reasons, not because it was scared of, scared of being in the woods or nothing. But, you know, I got more into fishing. And me and one of my good buddies, the first time something has happened, we, we used to fish a, a big lake on the the other side of Salem. And, you know, we, we fished on down by the dam a few times, and you'd hear stuff back on the hillside back behind you. would shine lights back there. There'd never be nothing back here. And I, I just always figured it was raccoons or possum or something. But you never did see them. And usually when there's uh, some raccoons around or, you know, you'll get some eye shine or something. Or they'll scurry off real fast and make a bunch of noise and they're trying to get away. Mm-hmm. And I no, never did see nothing. 
you know, always kind of, always kind of felt creepy on that backside over there. But you know, he stopped fishing over there because the weeds were bad and you get chiggers on you and stuff. So we go fish on the the other side where the boat ramp was. It was all asphalt, and you could go around the side of it, and it was like a like a rock wall where all the dirt had fell off. And then once it got up so high, you know, it'd go back to dirt and it'd be nothing but woods on a, a big steep hillside. I mean, steeper than you'd want to try to climb up. Yeah. And uh, we'd been out there fishing with uh, my buddy and a couple of his boys. And we'd been out there for several hours, way into probably midnight hour, maybe after. And we caught you know, several channel cats out there and, you know, he's just having a good time being loud. And, you know, I'm always messing with the kids, picking on them and stuff, giving them a hard way to go. And just out of nowhere, just, a, I mean, just a biggest splash, probably about, mm, probably 40 yards or 50 yards out in the lake. And it was just a big, kadoosh. and we all just like, what the hell? And it scared me to death. And how about pushed one of the kids down trying to get get around me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a good friend, <laughs> but you know it spooked the you know it spooked me pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, what, what was the lighting conditions at the time? Uh, just stars. So it was it was uh, completely dark out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. <laughs> It's pretty dark out there, you know, we're pretty far away from the town and stuff. So you don't really get much ambient light from the skyline or anything. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's down in the, uh, the hills down as gets big giant hills all around you in forests. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty black out there, but it was as far as I can remember, it was a clear night with stars. And what, and, what was your buddy's reaction to uh, what you guys heard? Uh, we, we're all just kind of jaw dropped, like kind of figure out what, what just happened. And, you know, I mean, it had to be a, a pretty good size rock, you know, probably the size of like riprap or something like that. You see around a culvert pipe, you know, and, you know, from being back behind us up on that hillside and to throw that out that far in the water, I, I just really don't think there's a man on this planet that could do that. Yeah, that's strange, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, we, you could hear something moving around up there, but, I mean, it wasn't nothing substantially loud or anything. And we just end up just packing up and getting out of there. And that's really when, that's what I was telling my buddy. It's, I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure that was a, a Sasquatch. And, I mean, there ain't no proof of it or nothing, but, I mean, what the hell else is out there throwing big-ass rocks in the <laughs> to the lake, yeah. you know, trying to trying to scare fishermen? So, you know, we just lo- loaded up, and we got out of there. You know, we'd been there several hours. What, was, what was his response when you, uh, when you offered up that explanation? Uh, I don't don't really remember much but on what his response was but he's always been you know pretty open-minded to stuff and so i mean he's 
I don't, I don't, I don't really remember exactly. <laughs> but it wasn't. A, I know you're full of shit. No, no, not not that I remember anyway. But I mean, that's what I felt like it was, and it was bizarre. Yeah. But then we can. Uh, I don't really think there's much more on the the lighter end of of the stuff like that happening. I my first real scary experience was actually I think it was be going on two years now maybe. But anyway, I was I had this guy that used to bug me all the time. Because I, you know, catch some pretty big catfish down there at the, the Ohio River between Kentucky and Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I'd always post them on Facebook and stuff. I had worked with him for a short period of time at the, one of the sawmills up in Salem. And he started bugging me on there. Come on, man. I want to take me out there fishing. I want to catch one of them big cats. And I was like, eh, you know, I ain't real big on you know, just meeting random people and, you know, showing my fishing spots and stuff. But right. <laughs> it had, uh, you know, and he just bugged me to done. I was like, fine. It's like, fine. I was like, you know, we'll, we'll meet up and let's go. And I think we had fished a couple of times before this, but I mean, that's pretty much how it went. You know, I wasn't really a, a big fan of him, he, but, uh, we got down there that night and, uh, the river had been, flooded out prior like a, a week before and it's finally the river was coming down and it came down quite a bit but it was still running pretty hard and you know we had to go through there's debris everywhere in the woods and it, it was it was a pain in the ass getting back there there's a lot of trees down and big driftwood and all that stuff and when we finally got back here I got set. We got our poles set up and bait out in the water. We've been sitting there just, you know, just hanging out, talking. And I just happened to look to the, like the Southwest down river. And there's three lights up in the sky. And I was like, told my butt, I was like, look, I was like, look at that, man. What the hell's going on over there? And then the first one, they were, they looked like they was kind of moving towards the north. And the first one went out. And the one behind it was coming up to its spot. And then another one appeared behind it. And it kept doing that several times, several times. And I didn't know. I was like, dude, I was like, those are UFOs. So one light was disappearing and another one would move up and take its place? Yeah, and then the, the one in the back, one would just appear at the back, but there would only be three at a time. Really? At any, yeah, and it's, you know, I looked up the those satellite things that, you know, Elon Musk has got out there and stuff, mm-hmm. and that, yeah, it's not the same thing. It wasn't even close. I mean, they just look like stars, just bright white stars. You know, they were probably about, from where we were looking at them, they were probably half the size of a pea. Yeah, it's like so just couldn't wrap you, my mind around. So when you're looking at them, are you are you looking at them at a at a great distance away, or are these lights 
appearing to be stars, but much closer. Well, well I mean, they, they, right. Yeah. I mean, they would have had to have been just a couple miles away at the farthest. And, but I, I guess, they, I guess what I'm getting at is, did they look like they were much lower in the atmosphere or did they, did they appear to be way up in the sky? You know, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they was down low. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they were. There's a lot of airplane traffic that comes through there too, where they go and land and on the other side of Louisville. But yeah, I mean, they were. Yeah, they weren't up in the sky like they look like stars. They were down low with us in a straight line with each other. And, and that's what I was telling my, the guy there, and he's just like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, dude, those are UFOs. And he's like, ah, you're, because he's uh, a rather religious feller. And he just didn't want to even acknowledge that that was going on. But And I continued to watch it there. And it finally it ended. And I don't know if it started before it ended or after it ended now at this point. But I started noticing pebbles hitting the water next to me because I had my two I had two poles set up and pole holders in the in the dirt my lines out in the river and I kept noticing them, the splashes down there and I was like huh you know I was like that's pretty weird I don't know why anybody would be throwing rocks you know it's just not really a, a common thing for anybody to do well, and you, yeah. you, did you, did you recognize that you were in the presence of anybody else in the area? No, no, there weren't anybody down there. It was a, it was a muddy mess down there. I mean, the wood, the trails were still trashed from the water going down the, 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 it's a park there and no one, had, you know, they hadn't even started cleanup down there yet to, to make the trails passable. I mean, there's big logs and stuff over them. And, uh, as, uh, I, them rocks kept hitting the water there. And as I told him, I said, Hey dude, said, you see these rocks hitting the water over here? And he's like, those are shad. He's like, yeah, I seen it a minute ago. You know, a little bait fish that jump out of the water. Yeah. I said, dude, those ain't shad. I mean, I've been fishing the river a long time. I know what shad look like when they're jumping out of the water. They don't just make one little splash. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it continued on, and, and it's like, and I mean, there were there weren't a whole bunch of them coming, at you know, at the same time, just one here and there. So what's what's behind you, where you're uh, where you're sitting at? Is this a wooded area or open field yeah. or? Yeah, it's all a wooded area on kind of a slope, and it goes up to there's a bunch of sand back there and pea gravel and pebbles and stuff mm -hmm. and it goes so far back and and then there's a, a flood wall and it's just made out of dirt but they keep you know they keep it brushed hogged down so it's just grass it's a big dirt wall to and there's a subdivision on the other side of it oh so you're <laughs> rel you're relatively close to a populace yeah yeah it's right there in uh clarksville indiana I mean, where we were sitting, I mean, you couldn't see Louisville from where we're sitting, but if you go on up around the corner, 
you can see the whole city and the bridges that go from Indiana into Kentucky. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great place to, to fish or just go hike around and, you know, have a good time. But, uh, you know, and those rocks just kept hitting the water and stuff. Yeah. And me and him kept talking and I, uh, I started noticing like, it just sounded like sticks were crunching back behind us. And that's whenever I started feeling like, I mean, there's somebody back there. And so when we shine, I shine my spotlight back there several times. And, uh, I, uh, just making sure there wasn't nobody back there. So it just didn't make sense to me. Somebody would be back there throwing, throwing rocks. But then again, you know, you never know, but never could see nothing. And we continued on, you know, the rocks kept hitting the water. And I told that boy, I said, dude, there's, there's something going on here. Them rocks hit the water. As you know, so I've listened to a lot of podcasts and watched TV shows and stuff. I said, you know, I was, you know, into the Bigfoot subject at this point. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I was like, this is, you know, and the sticks are starting to crunch back here. So I said, I, I think there might be a, a Bigfoot messing with us. And he's just like, you know, rolls his eyes or what, you know. And, you know, it's, it's late into the evening. I'd say it's probably... 1130 or midnight, maybe a little later. I, I don't remember the exact time, but you know, it was late in the evening. And, you know, we're not having no luck catching any fish, but we're still just sitting there waiting for a bite. And, uh, the rocks and stuff are, it's starting to pick up a little more. And like, you know, it's really starting to bug me. I'd shine my light back here several times. And then one time I turned around and I see a light back further back in the woods, uh, back here where that trail is. And it just comes floating down the trail. And I was like, what the hell? And I hollered at my buddy. I was like, dude, I was like, you see that? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I've seen it. But he's like, I thought it was a car. And I was like, a car. I said, there's just nothing but woods. I said, there can't be no car back here. But it, it wasn't putting off any lighter. It was just a glowing ball. So, it, was, it, so it wasn't illuminating anything around it like a flashlight. It just no. was self-illuminated. Yeah. And it was probably about like the size of a, like a cantaloupe or something like that, best I can remember. You know, a little smaller than a, a soccer ball or, you know, something like that size. So, to your best, it, to your best recollection, how long, how long is the 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 pebbles or the or whatever is being thrown into the water? How long has that been going on now? Probably, I don't know, forty five minutes to an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. And, I mean, and any it, guess to like the frequency that you were hearing something hit the water? Was it? You know, every every five minutes or every thirty seconds, or it just kind of about every couple minutes or so. Yeah, and, I mean, sometimes maybe a little more and then a little less. It, 
but whenever I, I seen that light coming out there, it just struck me so odd because it's all sand and pebbles up there. Down where we were at, it was all bigger rock and mud. And walking through sand and stuff, if you're holding a flashlight, I mean, there ain't no way you could. It, it was just, it just totally had my mind. I was just really confused because it's just floating down through air and it's like a bluish white, like I was just like going to ask you what color, <laughs> like a kind of like a led light, but it like, you know, it wasn't putting off any light at all and it wasn't shaking side to side or nothing. I mean, it was just floating like, and it was going at a good speed. So, I mean, if you was, if it was a person with a flashlight, I mean, they would have had to been like in a good jog, almost running. And with all the debris and the logs and driftwood and all the other stuff that was back there, not like I was that. just like, I was like, there is no way that's a person with a flashlight. I was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, started talk, I started to talk to him or something. And then when I looked back. It's like it started over from when I first seen it again. Started back way back over there and was coming back down the trail again. I was like, and it's like gave me cold chills. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I was like, as a as a ghost or something. I mean, I didn't know what the. I had no idea at that point. You know, yeah. from all the seeing the three lights in the sky doing their things they did. And then, this rock throwing, I'm hearing sticks breaking. And I told this dude, I said, you know, I've heard of this stuff on, you know, Sasquatch Chronicles and stuff with these and on the, the confessionals, you know, about these, uh, the balls of light people see sometimes when a Bigfoot's around. Sure. And he's just like, he's like, here you go with the Bigfoot stuff again. And I'm like, dude, I mean, like there's some weird stuff going on. And just out of nowhere, man, is like someone took a big log back there or a big piece of driftwood and just slammed it against the tree and it just exploded. You could hear all the stuff just go shattering through the through the bushes and on through the rocks and stuff. And I was I mean, it was loud. I mean it almost sounded like a shotgun. It was that loud, just a that loud bang and all that stuff went through the woods. And I just looked at him. I said, dude, it's time for us to get our shit and get out of here. And he's like, yeah, let's get out of here. And I was just like, you know, I was really shooken up at that point. And I was like, after that happened, I was like, there's a big foot back there. There's gotta be a big foot back there. So I'm like cranking my poles in as fast as I can. We have big weights on them because the river was going, trying to keep our baits down stuff. Yeah struggling to get all that in and get our backpacks and get our pole holders out of the mud and get it all tied back up. And, you know, by the time we're, we're ready to go and got all of our poles and he's getting ready to head right into the woods the way we came in. I was like, dude, I ain't going that way. And he's like, well, where are we going to go? I said, well, I said, let's walk down the river bank all the way around the side. I said, whatever's back there, I'm not going in there with it. And he just kind of like, well, okay, whatever. 
so we got the heading down down the riverbank, and then it turns into nothing but rock out there, and they're all fossil beds. And there's kind of a there's a rock wall, and it's got trees and everything growing on top of it, and it's got a whole bunch of woods in there. It goes back to that trail where all the sand and pea gravel is, and we get all the way down there to the end of it, and it makes a basically like a 90 degree turn. And the wall continues on down. There's a museum down there, and it goes on up to the, the there's a train bridge that goes across the, the Ohio there into Louisville, into Indiana. And right when we got to that corner, I just kind of like stopped, and I went to look back, and dude, I mean it, it roared, the roar that I, my knees buckled. Oh my, I mean, I almost fell on the ground. Really? And it was so loud. I mean, like, you, you feel it through your whole body. I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it still it gets me kind of shook up when I talk about it. That, that roar was, it, it was, I don't know, it was, it was amazing. Amazing and completely terrifying all at the same time. Because I mean, I, I mean, I almost went to my knees. I mean, they just kind of just like someone dead legged you. Did it sound? Uh, did, it, did it sound like it was still way back where you guys had started? It, started at where you were fishing, or it, was it yeah. following you? Or? Yeah, it was right there where we were fishing at. And I forgot to say, whenever we was reeling, reeling our rod, our poles in, the rocks were coming faster. They were just just one after another, one after another, hitting the water. I left that part out. But when that man that that roar was something else. I've never heard anything like it. And you've like throughout watching YouTube videos or listening to audio captures that people say are vocalizations of these things you've never run into anything that was remotely close to what you heard i haven't heard a roar on any not that i know not that i can remember off any of the other podcasts or hear it on youtube or anything but you know like the the best way i could describe it is just like just a big lion just roaring just it was pretty intense you know i've seen the lions at the circus and they make them roar there i mean it was like that times 10 uh, i mean it just had i mean i wanted to just like take off running so how how close but, how close to the how close are you at this at this location to the area that you said you saw the black cat? Uh, it's about 40 miles south. Oh, so it's, it's not anything that was relatively close. No. No. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I wanted to, to just take off running, really, but... And the guy the, that was with the, you, what, what was his... Uh, what was his demeanor when you guys heard that roar? I think he just kind of said, you know, like, what the F is that? Or what the hell was that? And, and I was just like, we got to go, dude. We got to go. 
And you know the terrain's pretty rough down through them rocks down there. I mean, if you fall, you're gonna it's gonna hurt bad. Yeah. But I mean, I wanted to just run, and you know, as we continued on down the down through the the rock bottom where that lit the the rock wall is and all the trees in there, man, it was just like I just felt like it was right there, but I never did see it. It never did make any more sounds. But and we we made it on down to the far end and got up got back up to where my truck was parked and you know started to head home and yeah I told him I said dude I was like that was a freaking Sasquatch and he's like those he's like those things don't exist and I was like dude I was like you what did you I mean you just heard that I was like I about fell down I was like did you not feel that through your whole body? And he's just like, he just didn't want to talk about it. And, and to uh, this day, I have still not talked to him since that night. Really? Yeah. We, you know, it's about a 35, 40 mile drive home. Wouldn't talk about it at all. So I finally just gave up, you know, we was coming up the interstate and we got here and, got my got our poles and stuff out of the back of my truck and he put his stuff in his van and that's the last I seen of him you know I mean and he bugged me all the time wanting to wanting to go fishing that you know pretty much every weekend yeah and yeah I mean that's that's probably that roar was probably one of the scariest things I've ever experienced in my whole life and I'll be 37 in November. Yeah, I'd say that would have, uh, I probably would have uh, been wishing I'd been wearing a pair of round brown pants in that. Well, I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> Maybe you started to notice that your pumpkin patch is a little bit overgrown. There's no better time than now to head over to manscaped.com and use the promo code uncomfortable22 for 20% off and free shipping. Help support uncomfortable podcasts by heading over to manscaped.com and picking up any of their fine products. Join over 6 million men worldwide using Manscaped products. Pick up the Lawnmower 4.0 as a part of the performance package. The package also includes the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, both with proprietary skin safe technology that all but eliminates nicks and scrapes, pulls, and tugs. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray, and two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and a pair of Manscaped Premium Stretch Boxers. Help support Uncomfortable Podcast with the code UNCOMFORTABLE22 at manscaped.com and get 20% off your order and free shipping worldwide. That's 20% off with worldwide free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code UNCOMFORTABLE22, all uppercase, Unlock your confidence, and as always, use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. It was, uh, uh, it's once I get, I can tell the story just fine until I get up to that that point where the roar happened, man, and I get all chattered up and can't hardly talk right. 
So have you ever have you ever used any of the like the um, BFRO website or uh, Bigfoot Mapping Project or anything to look uh, at reports from the area that you were in to see if there was anything that had ever been reported or? No, no, I've never really got on BFRO. I've always heard kind of negative things about them. Uh, just, I don't know, I guess if you try to like reach out and report it or something, or, I don't really know. Well, I, my, you my, know, there are a lot of rumors that, you know, the, and I'm not even going to get into it, but, you know, you, right. you can use their website just to look up locales and, and find out if there were any, um, have been any sightings like throughout history in that area. And uh, the Big yeah. Foot, Bigfoot Mapping Project does uh, a very similar service as well. Well, I had heard on Sasquatch Chronicles, one of his earlier episodes, uh, there was somebody, and they were describing another spot down the river about a mile from there. Oh, from that same place? Yeah, there's a, a small, a smaller river that comes out, and it comes out into the Ohio there we like to fish at there in the winter time and never had any experiences down there. I fished it many, many a times and it caught some really big fish down there. But, uh, that story went into, uh, where someone had seen it, uh, running through the woods and it, I guess it would have been probably summertime or something cause the water would have been down, but where it had went down them banks and them, them banks are like, pretty much straight up and down when the water's down and they're mud and it went down in that and crossed the Creek and went right up the other side. And I mean, if a person did that, I mean, it'd be a hell of a job to get down in it and then back up it. I mean, there ain't no way you could just run down it and run back up the other side. Yeah. And there's big, big giant footprints or not like footprints, but just big holes in the mud where it, had tracked through it, but uh, pretty sure the person said they called it Blackie. It was just like it was a big black man down there, but it was, <laughs> wow. I don't know, it was an interesting story. I had to go back and listen to it again. It's been a long time. Probably hard to find it, but. Interesting that it's in the, <laughs> just within a couple of miles of where you were at, though. Yeah, because, I mean, me and my buddy, we've we've been listening to Wes for a long time. You know, like I told you, you know, I tried to reach out to him, a lot, you know, over a year ago and just never heard nothing back. But, you know, I didn't get into any big detail in the email if it even went through to him, right? But, but anyways, uh, yeah, we thought that was, you know, because my buddy, you know, once we heard it, he was like, dude, that's one of our fishing spots. But, you know, we'd never experienced anything down there, never really looked for any anything related to it down there, yeah. like, you know, tree breaks or anything like that. But, yeah, the, and, I mean, the, the woods there, I mean, it's not very wide. It just runs down the side of the river. And, I mean, they're probably, probably not even 100 yards wide in a lot of places all the way down through down the bank of the river until you get on down past uh, New Albany and then it gets into big hills over there and it's all big forest over there. I was just I was looking at it on Google Maps just the other day 
so maybe they come down through there occasionally or something. Oh, but that was a, a really weird experience with the, you know, with the seeing the UFOs and the weird orb light in the woods. Is there any chance that those those lights that you were seeing in the sky, could your perception have been the, of them been kind of skewed, and could they have been much closer than what you thought, and possibly the size of the same light you saw in the in the woods? It was just a, an optical illusion that you were thinking that they were further away. No, I was. They were like just bright white, just like white light. Oh, so they didn't look the same. And, yeah, like they were like twinkling almost, like they they was almost like emitting light off of them. And the one I seen in the woods just looked like a like a glowing ball. It didn't have no beams of light coming off of it or nothing, you know, coming out in the front like you would a flashlight. Yeah. It, I've never seen a, a ball of light like that before ever. Yeah. I've seen some weird stuff in the skies over the years too, and never seen anything like the, the orb in the woods. You know, I've talked to a woman from Southern Indiana. Um, I want to say maybe Evansville. Um, and she's, she's claiming, uh, to, to see things in the sky, like almost daily. Yeah. Well, I I don't, I guess I don't look up enough. (laughs) But, <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I've seen stuff for years. My dad was always a a believer in it, and you know, I just you know, I just always thought it. You know, it was you know, the government was you know, Men in Black and all that stuff, and and then now the government's like, yeah, yeah, there's stuff out there. We don't know what it is. We're trying to pursue it. You know, see what's going on. And it's like, I mean, what are they going to? You just never know. <laughs> Things are crazy. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that they don't know. Uh, I think right. they. I think they know uh, considerably more than what they're. They're letting us, leading us to believe. But. Uh, oh yeah, you can get into all them conspiracy theories and all them other people's stories and stuff. I mean, it's. It's crazy. You yeah, know, I think they, they may know. Um, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe sometimes. I mean, when you take a good hard look at the way our government acts or uh, does things, um, especially recently, it makes one think. Maybe maybe we give them more credit than they deserve. Oh, definitely. You know, maybe maybe they don't know what's going on. Maybe they have an idea, uh, but they don't know the truth of the matter in some of these things. And, and they're just as, um, equally well, dumbfounded as we are. <laughs> well, I can, I think they could, uh, they probably know of some of them, but maybe some of these, like the little tic tac thing or whatever, it's flying around, uh, you know, the speed of light or however they was describing it. They don't may not know what those things are, but yeah, I think they're in a little deeper with other things, maybe other beings. Yeah, you know, they're just kind of trying to ease it out to us now. And yeah, there's there's something out there, you know. 
even though we, you know, used to lock you all up and put you in the loony bin for saying you seen a UFO, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, yeah, there's something out there now. <laughs> so you sent, you sent some pictures, um, at one point <laughs> of, uh, some, some pretty strange looking, uh, anomalous looking, uh, tree bends and archways and stuff like that. So I assume, um, you've, you've taken up, you know, heading out into these areas and, and looking for a sign of these things. Yeah. Well, not, we're curious me and my buddy. Cause you know, the lake, you know, I, I sent you a, a satellite view of the, the lake that we fish at down there. And the, the whole reason I started fishing at this lake again is because the incident that happened down at the river. Cause I was pretty spooked by it. So, uh, yeah. so you were using the lake as a replacement for the, the, the fishing spot at the river. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I used to fish this lake a lot back when we were, you know, younger adults and, you know, we'd catch, you know, decent fish and they own nothing to brag about, but you know, just have a good old time out there and sit under the stars and get away from everything. It's quiet, you know, middle of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, some really interesting things started to happen out there. <laughs> like what? Cause, well, we, I can't remember exactly how it all started out, uh, I'll just go into the, the main story of it. And I'll just put all the other stuff in me and my, me and my buddy had went down there this before I got the picture of the, the arch tree, but, uh, we went down there to go catfishing one night. We was just going to go catch some channel cats. And this was last, last fall, about this time last year. And, for whatever reason, we got a late start and it was already pretty much dark by the time we was on our way. And, but you know, it's only like, it's less than 10 miles from my house. I ain't never tripped my, my mileage on my car or nothing to check. But as we went, we got closer down there and you know, it was, it was dark when we got down there and I'm come pulling in the, the road and my buddy, he's like, dude, he's like, I just seen red eyes in the woods. And I was like, what? And I looked, you know, I didn't see nothing because we were going probably like 30 mile an hour because they got little speed bumps down through there. And I was like, oh, I didn't see it, you know, and he's just like, just act like I didn't believe him. And he kind of got aggravated at me a little bit. I was like, you know, when you see something, you want somebody else that's with you to see it. Right. He just he was just kind of like, man, can't believe you didn't see it. I was like, yeah, well, that's kind of weird. You know, I believed him. You know, I've, any of my close friends or something, you know, they tell me something like, yeah, hey, you know, I mean, I believe them. And well, we started getting our our poles and stuff out and lock the car up and head around the bend and going all the way down the dam. And we were the only people there, and so you know that's great. You know we. It's the best time, and there ain't nobody else there. You know, it's a pretty good-sized lake, too. So we head on down the, the lake here. We're down on the dam. And uh, 
we get all our poles set up and stuff. We're sitting around just, you know, shooting the crap. And I don't know what the, the reason was just to shine our light around or whatever. One of us did. I can't remember. I think it was my buddy. He shined his, the light down there first. We had some pretty good spotlights. And there it was, man, right beside a tree. It's probably 100, 150 yards away from us, just staring straight at us with orangish red eyes. You're seeing the silhouette. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very big creature. Jesus. And how far away? It's probably a hundred to 150 yards or so. And <laughs> we just, uh, um, my buddy, he's kind of just like, you know, we were just kind of freaked out at that. You know, like, holy shit. There's a Bigfoot right there. And, and man, it was wild. Just seeing it standing there and, I mean, its eyes, they had to be, like, almost as big as tennis balls. And, so, and the way they were spread apart and stuff, and I was like, as big as that is, like, I mean, really, like, the only other thing I could compare it to was, like, a bull or, like, a big horse or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they weren't quite that far apart. But, I was like, I mean, that's the only other animal I could think of. But, I mean, you shine. We've been out spotlighting for deer and stuff all growing up. I've never spotlighted anything that had like orange red eyes. So when, when the light hit it was, were they reacting like typical eye shine or did they look yeah. like they were sub, um, self illuminated? Yeah, they, it was eye shine. They, yeah. they weren't, you take the light off of it and you couldn't see nothing but darkness over and you okay. put the light back on it. He's right there. Yeah. And he, it never did like squint its eyes it never did put its hand up to block the light or nothing. I mean, we got some pretty high powered spotlights and one of my spotlights, it's on a headlamp. I'm a miner. And I mean, it, it shoots a hell of a beam of light and it's just a, a small tight pattern. It's not, it don't light up a big area and it's super bright and it's led. And we were shining it and it's just, you know, it just blew our minds. You know, we're just sitting there and we, we had caught a handful of fish and, uh, you know, we just catch them and let them back go. You know, we catch a big, big enough when we take a picture with it, but, uh, it was just standing down there staring at us and, you know, we're just kind of like, was it like completely out in the open or, you know, half there's a tree or there's a, big tree there and I mean the way it looked it was just standing beside the tree out in the open wow the best the best that I can remember and every time when we'd shine it with the light and it just I mean it acted like it didn't care but when we were far enough away from it you couldn't really see much details other than it was just a, the big human like shape and I mean and when we were sitting there looking it's like, man, that is humongous. I mean, huge. I mean, huge. 
and we continue on just doing our thing there, you know, shining back there. I mean, he never moved. He stayed right there. And then I can't remember if the, uh, a Jeep came down first or if it was a pickup truck. Well, anyway, here comes a car just flying down the road. They come down there, and they back in to the boat ramp, and they start getting their poles and stuff out, and they're making all kinds of racket over there. And, you know, they've probably been drinking or something because, you know, who shows up down at the lake at midnight or something to go start go catfishing or, you know, super late like that. Yeah. Because we had been there for quite a while, and we shine a light back up there. It's gone. And I was like, huh. You know, me and my buddies, just kind of, I don't really remember our conversation very well, but it's like, huh, wonder where the hell he went. Because he'd been there for, you know, quite a long time. Can you give me an idea how long you think you guys were standing there looking at him? Uh, probably an hour or so. He just stayed in the same spot. Holy crap. Really? Yeah, just never moved until that car come through. You know, we weren't going to shine our lights up there when the car come through. You know, because they're bright and don't want to, you know, end up getting in a fight with somebody for shining a light at them. So, but, uh, you know, like for an hour, you guys were actively just shining the light at it and watching it, or you were going about doing your thing and you just kept looking was, back every now and again? Yeah, we just kept looking back back every now and again, you know, and still how in the hell, trying, to, trying to do How in the hell did you maintain <laughs> your composure to to not want to just get out of there? Uh, I think the distance between us, I don't, I don't mean, I don't kind of, cause it's a, a dam. We was down in the lower part of the dam. We had that grass hill behind us. And then on the other side of it, it just shoots straight down for a pretty good long ways down to a cornfield down in the bottom. And I mean, we actually, we would walk up on the top of the dam and still be shining a light on him. And he would. I mean, it was moving a little bit, but it wasn't like moving anything like, like jumping around or trying to hide behind a tree or nothing like, but you know, we kept, you know, shining down in that, that bottom down there, making sure there wasn't nothing down there. So we never seen nothing, anything closer to us. But as that, that first vehicle come in and they started setting their stuff up and they were being loud and we, and he was gone. They're setting their poles up and stuff and just out of nowhere, dude, they just start just scurrying around, getting all their stuff, throwing it back in the car. They fire the car up and they just barrel ass out of there. It's like, holy shit. I was like, told my buddy, I was like, this thing just, it it had to have been messing with them. I mean, who does that? (laughs) You know, we were confused by it. They didn't. They didn't yell at you guys or say, "Hey, get the hell out of here." There's something weirds going on. They just no. I grab- mean, they're you know they're probably a good hundred yards or so away from us. Okay. I never heard them yell or scream. Never heard the creature make any noise. But I mean, they they got out of there in a panic. Huh. And I, I'm pretty sure that you know there was one or you know there was two or three people in the vehicle. Couldn't really see him, you know. It was pitch black out there. We didn't have no moon. I, mean, I don't even know if the stars were. I don't remember that part. But uh, and we were just like sitting there, you know, kind of talking about it. You know, they're gone. And you can still hear them going off down the distance. They were hauling ass. 
And we shine the light back up there, and he's back, looking straight at us. Back in the same just, spot. Yep. Yep, right in the same spot. Just bright eyes. You know, his eyes wide open. Never did squint him a bit. And I was just like, dude, this is so weird. I was like, that's a freaking Sasquatch, you know. And both of them were like, we know. He's like, I told you, I seen the red eyes when we came in. I was like, I believe, you know, we were like almost yelling at each other. <laughs> you know, well, kind of argued. I, I even forgot that he had seen the red eyes on the way in. Yeah, my headlights had, had hit him when yeah. we came in. It, you know, I don't know if he was down in a little ravine down in there or what it was. And he was just, he's like, I told you, I seen them eyes. And I was like, I was like, well, I mean, I mean, I believed you beforehand, but I was like, I mean, I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing now. So, I mean, yeah, you seen red eyes when we pulled in there <laughs> and it, it's back there again. So, I mean, we're still sitting there fishing. We're not done fishing because we're still catching fish through all this is going on. We're still catching, you know, some pretty decent channel cats and, you know, it was a good night for fishing. <laughs> and, so it still it just stays there the whole time watching us, and you know probably another hour goes by. You know we you know periodically shine back here. You know make you know we're paranoid. You know not knowing you know I mean something coming over the hill. You know we go up there and shine down there. So never did see nothing. Nothing. I mean there's usually deer down there in the bottom. You can shine them every time, but there weren't no deer out there. But he just stayed right there watching us. And later on, I mean, it'd probably been like another hour or so. I can't remember exactly. I'm, I'm you know, not a hundred, hundred percent sure on my times here, yeah. <laughs> but here comes another vehicle and they come down and do the same thing. They get on that boat ramp, back their car down in there. And I don't know if they were getting fishing poles out or not. I mean, they, they probably was. And they were setting up or they were doing something over there. We shot our lights there and he's gone again. And the same thing just repeats itself again. They scurry around, making a bunch of noise, get in their car and get the hell out of there. I got, I, I mean, I, I got to ask you, how, how are you maintaining your cool? You know, I mean, you heard one roar at the river and your legs wanted to go out from underneath you. Now you're now you're facing, you're physically seeing something that is is the physical embodiment of what you thought was going on at the river. How are you not just freaking the hell out and wanting to get out of there? I, I don't know. I just think maybe just because my best bud's right there, right with me. I, and it wasn't acting aggressive or... Yeah. You know, banging stuff around or yelling. I never made a sound. It just stood there and watched us. I mean, it was kind of like, I don't know, we were just kind of like in awe. So, and, like, all told, how long would you say that you you were able to continue to look back and see it there? Like, for a total, with between all the, all the cars that came down there and everything, what would you say that you're – your window of opportunity to look back and see this thing was over an hour, two hours. When the whole time we was there through all of it, we were there for five hours. My buddy, 
he's he's like, dude, we got here at this time and we left here at this time. But when that second car took off and stuff, you know, we hadn't caught a fish for a little while. It was pretty much dying down. We didn't have a whole lot of bait left. And that's when we kind of come to the part. That's when we started getting scared because we got to pack our stuff up and walk straight towards it back to our car. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we did, were did both. Did that never occur to you during the time you were? I, you know, I really don't think so. <laughs> Cause we were just so shocked by seeing the thing and Man, it was. I think I would have waited was, for daylight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's when we actually started. We reeled all of our stuff up. He was still there after that car left. He came back again and was there again. And we started packing all of our stuff up, and we uh, we started heading to the car, and. He was gone and we was extremely nervous and scared. Now, did you like literally have to walk right past where it had been standing? When you got to the end of the dam where it kind of made the the corner over towards where the parking lot is, there's a little field in the bottom and it goes to the parking lot. When you get to the end of that dam, it kind of makes the corner there. He was straight up on the the top straight across from that corner up just a little ways. So, I mean, we'd have probably been within 40 yards or so away from him, but he never did see him again. I don't imagine you walked over that way to see if you could see any footprints or anything. No, no, no. We, we did go back a couple of days later in the daytime and look around that tree. It was all, all beat down the ground was, but couldn't really see anything, no indentions or anything, which it was pretty dry, I guess, at that time. So it looked trampled but, down, but no print. Yeah, it was beat down like a trail almost. But I mean, there was still leaf litter and stuff there, but it was all just packed down pretty good. And Wow. Yeah, but we made it to the car, and we pulled around. You know, I turned around real slow. I mean, we were, you know, from experiences I had before, I mean, and other stories I heard, I mean, I'm just, like, waiting for a big tree to come down and block the road. I mean, I, (laughs) we did, we was both kind of panicked at that point. You know, we don't, we rarely carry firearms on us. Usually if we do, we're down at the river where there's, there's homeless people and stuff down there and stuff, but up here you ain't really got nothing to worry about. And man, it was something else. And my buddy, he's, he usually brings his uh, nine millimeter now. Not that that would do anything, but you know, just in case you know, yeah. at least make some noise as you run to the car. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I don't remember if that's the first experience there at the lake or at this point, but that was a, a pretty, pretty wild thing that happened there. Have you, did you, did you happen to ever go like back to that tree and try to gauge, you know, 
what you remember is as far as you know height wise or um you know maybe the, yeah. the the width of the shoulders or anything like that well the way we we were kind of looking at it and the way we stood there i mean it had to be at least two foot taller than us maybe a little bit taller and we're around i'm like 510 and my buddy's probably right at six foot and it was it was pretty big wide i mean it was I don't know, probably the biggest animal I've ever seen. Yeah. No sounds, no, wasn't rocking back and forth, wasn't peeking from behind the tree, just, just stood there motionless for upwards of an hour. I mean, it did move around a little bit, like when we were shining the light on it and stuff, but it wasn't like, you know, like people say, you know, swaying back to back and forth, like it's aggravated. It just stood there just wide eyed looking at us. Huh. And pretty bizarre. I mean, and you know, if it was running off these other people, which we think that's what I mean, really seems like that's what happened. He was running those people off, and it never hollered or nothing. We got our stuff in the car, and you know, we were both, you know, shot, taking turns shining all around us. You know, see if this thing's coming at us to, you know. What's your End thoughts? Us. What's your thoughts? Why do you think it ran off the the others, but was perfectly content with just sitting and observing you? Maybe because we was there was such a distance between us. Maybe I don't know. Because I mean, we weren't. I mean, we we're just doing our thing. You know, we we're just talking normally. You know, we weren't drinking or nothing, being loud and stupid. We just. You know, we don't ever drink when we fish. We just go out there and have a good time. And I don't know, couldn't really understand why it just stood there and watched us. Maybe it was just watching us pull them fish in and it was intrigued by it. Or I mean, I, I have no idea. Huh. <laughs> That's crazy. But on another occasion, my buddy I was talking about, him and his oldest son, I, the one that I pushed down at the lake at one time trying to get away when the rock hit the water, he's probably, uh, I think he's 19 now, 19 or 20. But he, uh, him and his dad went down there and they were fishing just to see what was going on. And he, you know, he kind of poked fun at me a little bit. He believed in the stuff, but, you know, I think this this did did happen before it happened before we seen it that time because they were down there and we'd walk around looking for tree breaks and stuff. But when him and his boy was down there, they had set a couple of fishing poles up and uh, when uh, they were fishing, he would always he always just kind of like mocked them in a way, just kind of he'd go whoo, make a big stupid sound. Well, straight across on the other side of the lake, something just went ape shit over there. And he said it sounded like an elephant just coming through the woods on the other side of the lake. And he said before they knew, I mean, they were pretty shocked by it. Like, what the hell is that? And it's right around back behind them in a matter of, you know, there's no way a person could get through the woods that quick. And... 
just out of nowhere, they hear the, like the sound of like a helicopter blade, you know, like just here come a big old stick and it landed right behind them. Oh, really? And they got their poles in real quick and threw them in the car and they got out of there. No kidding. (laughs) And uh, there was another time I was talking, uh, me and a buddy was taking a boat out there, a different buddy. And uh, he had had launched a boat and I was sitting there holding the boat while he was parking the truck in the trailer. And it happened, just happened to be free fishing day. And there was more people down there than I've ever seen in my life. And I was standing there and there's an older feller there. I knew him because I did a lot of coon hunting with him, with uh, my wife's father and grandfather. He's a pretty well-known man around here for the job he does. But uh, I was like, what's going on, man? And he's like, oh, not a whole lot. He's like, and all these other people were pitching tents and all kinds of stuff out there. And he's like, man, he's like, I can't believe all these people are going to camp out out here. He's like, I guess they don't have no idea. There's Bigfoots out here. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I was kind of just shocked to hear it from him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's old redneck type. He's probably close to 60 years old. Uh, I mean, he's a good old boy too. I was like, huh? I was like, you seen some Bigfoots down here? Uh, he's like, man, he's like me and my wife come down here on my side by side. I mean, he's just going to come down here and, piddle around you know fish for bluegill here off the boat ramp he said we pulled up and shut our shut it off started getting our poles out and he said straight across the lake over there on that hillside he's like something's over just a stomping and shaking and ripping up trees and he said it started throwing stuff out in the water and screaming and he's like we just kind of stood there for you know 30 seconds or a minute or and it was like uh, it, we they just got back in their side by side was getting good just got out of there. He's like, man, there's there's fucking Bigfoot down here. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're doing good. And, and I was like, I was like, man, just, you ain't gonna get no judgment from me, man. I said, I know they're down here. And he's like, man, that's. He's like, I'm telling you, these people are crazy out here putting all their tents up and stuff. And, you know, and here come my other buddy down getting in the boat, you know, and he's pretty, my buddy in the boat, he, uh, he's pretty skeptic of it, but he's like, well, I mean, there's, I could, you know, see it being out there, but yeah, who knows? You know, he ain't ever had nothing, no experience or nothing. Yeah. And, uh, there was another time me and my buddy and his son, the one that had the stick thrown behind him and a girlfriend he was dating at the time. We all was going to, we was going to go look for signs of them. So we went all the way down the dam where we were fishing at one time. And there's a trail that goes all the way around the whole entire lake. And then there's other trails that can take you. You can go forever on them. And, uh, we got on down past the dam and we were getting ready to go in the woods and we found a tent and it was like a brand new tent, big one, orange. And, uh, I was like, man, it just smashed. Like, and we started looking at it 
and we was leery at first because my buddy's son started like trying to get into it. I was like, dude, there might be something in there you don't want to see. You know, you never know. I mean, sure, yeah. there's there's been you know bodies found all over the place around here. You know, over the years, you know, people get into some doing murders and stuff. But yeah. but anyways, you know, I was like, well, I mean, it's hot. You'd obviously smell something. <laughs> but, you know, and we got to poking around there and like the bars on it, you know, the big tent bars that go through it, they're all broke. It's like, man, and it's just stomped down flat and there's just blankets inside of there and some clothes. It's like, huh? And there's a tackle box back beside it there. So we opened it up and looked at it and then there's some lures and some hooks and stuff in there. And there's the people's fishing license in there. I was like, what the, then me and my buddy's like, dude, these people got ran off and it destroyed their tent. <laughs> I mean, that's what we we're guessing. Yeah. I mean, who, who leaves their tackle box behind with their information in it? Right. And a tent, just a brand. I mean, it looked brand new, just smashed. Like someone drove a monster truck over top of it. And this is again, this is in the same area, the same lake. Yeah. And since then, this spring, they put up a big uh, check-in station down there where you're supposed to get a little card out of there and keep, keep, and keep it with you the whole time you're there and write about your experience there at the lake, what you're doing, fishing, hiking, camping, whatever. And I just thought that was really odd they put that in there. So one day, one day I grabbed one of them papers and I wrote down the, you know, a quick little message about the experiences with the Sasquatches there yeah. and put it in their box for the DNR. Did you really? But, yeah, I was just I thought it was funny. But <laughs> it's like, they're out here, man. You should probably put up signs to <laughs> warn people. <laughs> but they ain't put no signs up yet. But uh, they got another sign. They did put a sign up going into the main trail that goes around the whole lake. It says right on the sign, it says if you are you need to check in, it's got the little barcode, little square, little thing on there. You can scan it with your phone or something, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it says check in, you know, check in is optional, but if you're staying overnight, you're required to check in on their website to let them know what, what you're doing there. If you're camping overnight or whatever, I thought that was kind of weird, but, uh, interesting. And we was down there about a month or so ago, me and my buddy, we was just down there sitting and we threw some lines out there just to sit and listen. And there was a couple Amish boys down there. And they uh, they were just doing their own little thing. Or they didn't get close to us, but we was sitting there and we was, we was getting weirded out, just getting a weird feeling. And something came out of the woods and went way over on the other side. Of, you could hear it. I think pretty sure it was a stick. And it splashed in the water over there. And... A whole bunch of birds come flying out of the woods 
and that's that was about all that happened there. There was another time too. We hiked back around the back side of that, and that's when we found that big arch that I sent you a picture of. Yeah, and that and that that big log. It's got it pinned down. Mm-hmm. That that's a big log. I mean, yeah, it it's pretty like it big. Picture, yeah. It's it's probably, I don't know, it's probably over twenty inches, you know, round. When it was a real uh, a live tree, but it had been on the ground for a long time. All the bark was gone off of it. It's deteriorating. You know, it's just you can, it's falling apart. And that tree, it's been over. You know, it's it's a pretty good sized tree if you look at it where the the trunk comes out of the ground and comes up. I mean, it's, it's a decent sized tree. And I don't know how the hell anybody would be able to bend that over and pick up that tree, that dead rotten tree and set it on top of the, the top of it where it's kept bent over. Right. Yeah. That's and, I mean, you, you would have to have machinery. There ain't, I mean, you could put 20 men back here, and I don't think you could probably pick it up without it breaking. I mean, it, I don't know. It was, <laughs> I thought it was pretty interesting. And, you know, I told you we'd found a few other tree breaks around the backside back in there, but I never, never did take pictures of them like a dummy. But I uh, usually would go out there and just kind of just try to have a good time and enjoy it. But when I seen that arch, I was like, dude, I got to get a picture of this. This is really bizarre. Didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a very, um, very distinct looking arch that is like borderline perfect. Well, and it still had green leaves on it and everything. And there's a couple other smaller little trees. It's kind of hard to see in that picture. I got other pictures of it I could send to you, but they're not really that great. But there's a couple other smaller sapling trees right there with that tree that are actually snapped off. They're, they're just broke. Yeah. And, you know, they're probably, you know, big rounds of golf ball or maybe a little bigger, give or take. And they're just, they're mangled up. And then the big trees pulled over in the arch with the rotten log on top of it. Yeah. It was, I don't know. Probably one of the most interesting things I've ever seen. In never, the woods found like any, that. Just, never found any tracks or anything in that area. No, we looked around. It was pretty dry when we, we found that, that the leaves weren't kicked up or, I mean, it just looked like the woods. I mean, we've, my buddies found some like, little like hill like the hill of a foot some other things like that but nothing real big or anything like that and there's there's a lot of Amish kids that run around back there too you know they run around barefooted but we've we found some other like some spots where like moss on rotten smaller logs laying down in the bottoms down there like look like something just i mean anything could have kicked it off but it was a pretty good size piece of moss like kicked off of it or where it stepped on and you know it rolled off yeah it was just kind of odd but yeah we was actually going to go down there last saturday and we just end up not going 
I don't really know. I think we just we've been working so much here lately, <laughs> working six days a week and stuff. Kind of hard to get out there sometimes. Get lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so is but, that that pretty much it as far as uh, the the Bigfoot stuff? Well, I had the the stuff go on here at the house too. Oh yeah, and, let's get into that. Well, it it all kind of started out with uh, I sometimes when I be I just be you know I'll be asleep and I just hear a a boom and it just wake me up like what the hell you know just startled woke up and I just kind of always thought of it as you know maybe some of these rednecks around here you know partying and shooting tannerite. If you know what that is. Yes. Yeah. It makes a hell of a loud boom. And, and they, there's people around here that shoot it. You know, I haven't heard any recently or in quite a long time, really, but they used to in the daytime. But this would be late, like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I just, you know, it scared the hell out of me. And then i just go back to sleep. Well... My, my wife, she was working at a department store, a clothing store, and she had to close the store a lot of nights, so she didn't get off work till 11.30 or somewhere late. And, oh, and I just couldn't sleep. I was waiting on her to get home. And I know it was around 11 o'clock or so, something like that. And I was out here on the porch smoking a cigarette. And I didn't have any lights out here or nothing. It was just pitch black all you had the stars you can turn the porch lights on but i never turned them on because i like to see the stars and uh, i was just sitting out there smoking a cigarette looking around and at the the corner of my property where the driveway is i heard something that just got my attention and i looked that way and something come running across from the woods on the other side of the road straight down the side of my property and I mean it was getting it just a a black shadow look I don't know it was just a black thing and it just come hauling ass through there so, I mean so fast I was like the first thing it popped in my head I was like man that deer was hauling ass and I got an old red bone coon dog and she's back there chained up in the the back of the property back here she got a big long run cable and she runs around, barks at everything, just boo, boo. If you ever hear hound dogs, yeah, yeah, she drives you nuts at times. And I was just smoking my cigarette. I was, you know, I, I thought it was a deer. I mean, it just the logical thing. It just went in my head. Was it because it was yeah. low? Was it low to the ground? You know, like no. I mean, I guess it would have been like. I guess maybe the, as tall as a, a big deer. Or, I don't know. It was just a black figure. It just it went so fast. I mean, it was fast. Dude. Yeah. I mean, probably just as fast a deer would be going as fast as it could go. Probably it was probably faster. And I was just like, I was waiting for Fern, our dog, to just start raising hell back here. And I'm sitting there. Nothing's happening. I was like. What is, huh? I was like, what? What was? It? And man, I. The next thing, I'm standing there, and I still got like a half a cigarette, and I start hearing 
noise on my shingles of my house. And it sounds like claws, like scratching into the shingles, just that scratchy sound. And I was like, what the hell? And it's like, kind of like start to turn around. I was like, the hell with this. I just threw my cigarette and I (laughs) ran in the house. (laughs) And I was like, no, I don't know what that was. So I'm just like, I go in the living room and I'm just like sitting there and I have the, the curtains pulled open. I'm waiting for my wife to, you know, it's going to be a while before she gets here. So I'm just like messing around. I never did hear any other steps. I couldn't hear anything from the inside of the house. And I just waited around for her to get home. And finally, when I seen her come by, uh, you know, I came outside and I started telling her what was going on. She's like, Oh, it's, probably them little birds that are out here that like to hop around out on the roof and stuff. So I was like, I was like, it's in the middle of the night, huh? <laughs> it's like those little birds are like daytime birds. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what it was, but it sounded like it was pretty good size. It was making a lot of scratchy noises. Uh, I don't know. It scared me. And I you ran think, You think something was on the roof or you think maybe something was tall enough that it was, had its hand up on the edge of the shingles. Well, where I was at, it would have had to have been on top of the house. Cause I, I got a double wide, uh, you know, modular home. Uh-huh. And for me piecing it together, I mean, it would have had to come from the backside and climbed up on my little shed and then got onto the roof, which probably wouldn't be that hard for something like that. But, and I don't know what it was. I really don't, but I mean, it just, I thought it was weird. And then, uh, it'd probably been like two weeks later or so, but I'd still hear those them loud bangs while I'd be sleeping. And the more I thought about it and you know, a lot, I heard somebody like talking about like your people have brain pops or whatever. Like you just have a pop inside your brain. I heard Tony talk about it one time on confessionals that he has them. Like he'll just be asleep and he'll just hear a boom in his head or something. Yeah. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was, I mean, I've never heard of that before until I heard Tony talking about it. But, uh, I was thinking maybe something was actually slapping the back of the house. And when it, you know, when I got to that point is because my wife, she was over at the neighbors. So we've been friends with the neighbors since we was in high school and she'll go over and have a couple mixed drinks with the, the neighbor lady if she don't have to work the next day. And then she'll come home, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, whatever, you know, I'm already in bed. Cause I get up at, you know, four 30 in the morning. I ain't got time to fool around waiting up for her. <laughs> <laughs> and she come in and, you know, she was scared and she woke me up and I was like, what, you know, it's kind of like, she's like, when I was walking back from the neighbors, she's like, I heard some, it sounded like somebody just come up running past me. And she's like, you just heard it. It's just like, thump, 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 thump. Just, you know, it got louder and it came right past me. And she's like, and I got on the other end of my house, I've got plugins over there and I got a big deep freezer. I keep out there. And I keep all my bait for catfishing in. And we built a little small porch there and it's on the other side of the porch 
And she said, whatever it was, I know it's right there hiding behind your freezer. She's like, I could hear it making noise. And she's like, I just ran in up the porch and got in the house as quick as I could. And she's like, you should go out there and see. I was like, I am not getting out of bed and going to see. No, I'm good. I was like, you made it in the house. You're. <laughs> I was like, I'm seeing a pattern here with I was like, knocking the kid I was like, out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not trying to go. You know, no. I was like, it didn't try to attack you or whatever it was. No, but she's like, it ran past me and it scared the hell out of me. And I'm like, no, I'm not going out there. You know, and it, it was, I don't remember what time it was, but it was late. And she really wanted me to go out there, but I mean, I didn't really feel like, you know, getting the hell scared out of me. So, and, you know, more I thought about it, you know, she was talking about those, the, the foot, you know, where the feet were hitting the ground when they were, when it come running past her. And, you know, like, if me or you come running past somebody in the dark, I mean, you, you would hear them, but you wouldn't hear like the, 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 yeah. like that. I thought that was really bizarre. And that's the point. That's when I told her, I was like, you know what? This place is too dark out here. We're going to light this place up. So I got the REMC, put me a big led light out front out here on my pole. The whole front yard's lit up. I mean, it's bright. I mean, you don't need no light or nothing. You can walk around out here like it's nothing, like yeah. it's daytime. And I've got a light out here in the park and the driveway. I haven't got the back side of the house lit up yet, but pretty much everything here at the house has stopped. But my buddy, he said he's seen something moving through the woods on the other side of the road one time. This was like... Uh, a couple weeks ago, he's like he could have swore he seen something move through a an opening over there, but I don't know. I'm not going over there. It's not my property. <laughs> and, oh, I told you about going over to the, talking to the Amish boy next door too. Yes, he lives across the street from me, and you know, yeah, hear the there's wolf. It sounds like wolves howling back over there. And I asked him what he was doing some work for the, the na- old neighbor lady that orders my property. And I was talking to him and I was like, well, what, what do you think about them wolves? Them, you hear them wolves howling over there. You know, I, t- I told you that I, I looked it up and, you know, it said like back in the sixties or like 64 or something like that, that they had released gray wolves into Southern Indiana. Uh-huh. And I was like, holy hell, I never knew that. But who knows? I mean, I've lived here my whole life and never heard a wolf howl. I've never seen one. Not saying they're not here, I don't guess, because they say they released them. Right. But that's why I asked the old boy next door there. I said, I said uh, what do you think about those? He said, well, I don't know if those are wolves or not. I said, well, that's what they sound like to me. And he, uh, he's like, I, I just don't know. And he said, you know, he really wouldn't go into really saying much about them other than this. He just didn't know what they were. But he said, something did have my, my horses spooked up real bad here. You know, back when I was talking to him, it was last year, I think. And 
he's like, I was shining my lights back here and stuff. And I just, he's like, I don't know what it was. My horses were acting like I'd never seen them act before. And I don't know, probably a few weeks later into the, the springtime there, I, I went over and asked, him, I said, Hey, you care if we go back here and mushroom hunt? look for morel mushrooms and he said yeah i don't care so i was like well that's pretty cool so we used to hunt that whenever we, i was a kid me and my dad used to go over there and me and my buddy went back there and you know he brought his i can't remember if he had a 45 or if he just brought a nine millimeter you know just in case because we were more interested in seeing if we could find the wolves back there uh-huh. Cause they, they howl back here like every day. And we got back here and back, there was a small Creek down there. And like I told you, I didn't take a picture of it like a big dummy, but there was a footprint that was, we didn't measure it or anything, but I put my water bottle at the heel of it and you could have put another water bottle in front of it and it wouldn't have been out of the track. And it was probably eight inches wide or so. Wasn't like super wide, but it was pretty, pretty damn long. Yeah. And it, you know, it was his property. Yeah. It was pretty far back in his property, but it was, it was sunk down in the ground, probably a good inch and a half, almost two inches. Just one print. Yep. Just one. Right. Right. As it was coming up out of the Creek, on the side of the bank there. I mean, it wasn't like a real steep bank, but it was, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And it kind of, we kind of got creeped out at that point, seeing that. And, uh, it's like, yeah, we're probably just head on back. And that's just so. directly across the street from me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little too close to home for me. Yeah, that's like I said. I you know I put them lights up because I experienced all this other stuff, and then stuff started happening around here too. You know, I got the light idea from from Wes. You know, he always says light the place up. <laughs> you know, put cameras up. I ain't put no cameras up, but yeah. I got the the lights, and it really it seemed to it, it cut it out. It does seem to be pretty common with. Uh with reports from people that once uh, once they start having activity around the house, once they put lights and or cameras, um, it does tend to subside. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that it's, it's kind of slowed down with all that here. You know, like I told you, I've, you know, I've got my daughters. <laughs> you know, I'm open with them. I've, you know, they, I, I mean, I let them know how, you know, I don't, sugarcoat nothing you know i tell them you know i i you know 100 percent believe they exist i've seen one and, you know i tell them i mean they're real i was like you know you guys play and have fun out here but you know just know keep your wits you know, about there, you there could be something out there if you ever feel like you're getting creeped out something like that or you start hearing some weird noises or tree or tree limbs breaking or something like just just head on back to the house yeah yeah that's 
that's about probably about most of it. Well, Jacob, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, sharing that with us. Yes, that's no problem. I, you know, I like to. I love hearing all these other people's stories. You know, I've had these experiences happen over the years, and you know, the more crazier stuff happened here, you know, in the past, you know, two years or so. Yeah, fairly recently. And, you know, I mean, they're pretty spooky. I mean, I've heard some way worse ones. <laughs> yeah. But for yeah, sure, I, yeah. I love listening to them, and you know, and I believe all those people too. I mean, I've seen it. My buddy's seen it. I mean, they're real, man. They're out there. Even if only one person is telling the truth, that means there's something out there. So I think think there's way more people out there than just one person telling the truth. Definitely. Yeah. Well, well, I sure appreciate you having me on. I appreciate your time, man. I really do. You'll have to keep me abreast of uh, any, any new stuff if it happens around there. Definitely. Let you know for sure. Not at the house. Yep. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you, man. Have a good one. Thank you. Good night.